Yes, cold drinks are being opened up across the nation this week. Because it's getting cold out. Yeah, it's getting cold out. <laughs> and uh, Donnie Trump got his face rubbed in the doo-doo, finally. <laughs> I could feel this morning that I could finally relax when I heard that, uh, I believe it was Nevada, the Senate race, so that we don't have to wait until the runoff in Georgia to know that the Democrats will continue to control the United States Senate. So for two more years, we know the government is not going to accomplish anything, which is a relief of sorts. It It's okay. <laughs> in, nor- in normal times, it's uh, somewhat of a purgatory type situation for politicos. But uh, I would say now it's kind of a... Uh, Big sigh of relief. It's kind of put the uh, the Cracker Barrel flea market politics back in the uh, back in the bo- the genie bottle. <laughs> the Cracker Barrel flea market politics. Yes, that's uh, that's what. And I don't really like to get into politics too much. Well, sometimes I'd like to, but like you know, uh, I guess the last couple of years of uh, like any more, you know. I, uh, I used to be uh, quite enthusiastic, but uh, ha- yeah, having lived through some politics, um, personally, and um, yeah, I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> the- I, think, I think a lot of people are like, and I'm like, hey, I'm voting for you to shut up. <laughs> Constant existential threat to this country is, is just uh, something that uh, wears people down. And uh, the fact that one party now wholeheartedly endorses uh, an authoritarian fascist uh, change is just terrifying. Yeah, but that got put in the uh, kind of got put back in the uh closet this week thank god the morons took away women's rights to their own bodies because they got a whole lot of pissed off women out to the voting places and the guys that support them yeah yeah i I saw something uh one of these uh talking heads were talking about um it's basically the uh you know, the extreme right wing of the Republican Party in America uh, brings out uh, 1.5 voters for every voter they bring out. Like, or they bring out one point. They bring out <laughs> one point voter, 1.5 against them. Yeah, for every one they bring. Yeah. yeah. So um, it looks like it's a. And when you consider like just the uh, the youth demographics um, of the country, it looks like it's. Uh, a few years in the wilderness, but things could change really quick. So you never know. Now, let me give you my short take on 2024 and, and you tell me what you think. Um, Trump is going to run because he thinks that'll keep him out of jail and he cannot garner enough votes to win. No way. And the Republicans are terrified because they know this and they'd like to put up somebody else 
but they know damn well, uh, you know, if they choose DeSantis, there's going to be a whole lot of Trump supporters that I, I don't know what they'll do. Trump will run as an independent or they'll write in Trump or they won't vote, but they they won't support DeSantis. That's my feeling of how it would go. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I think it's uh, it's like one of those things. Sometimes you uh, you make a mistake and uh, you just have to spend a few w- years wandering the wilderness because of it. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? I think uh, an uncritical... You know, I loved it when, when um, you know, when Trump stood up to the uh, big three automakers and said, you know, we'll tear off all your stuff that's coming in here. You won't be sell, you won't be able to make money in here. And yeah. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people across the industrial Midwest got a hold of uh, that attitude or, you know, um, that rhetoric and was like, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread because no one had paid any attention. Um, but like some guy from West Virginia on YouTube, I saw who, uh, I don't remember said, he was like, he's just another Yankee from New York city. Should have had his ass kicked a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and they could have done a lot better if they were going to go with like the, uh, populist, uh, kind of, uh, I wouldn't call Trump like a, a full fascist. Um, I just didn't think he had the balls like to be like a full, fully throated, you know, uh, leather boot wearing, um, stomping fat. Yeah, he was more of a Gat- he's, he's more of a Gatlinburg fascist. Last night on Saturday Night Live, Dave Chappelle was the host, and he did a Dave Chappelle stand-up comedy for the monologue. Mm-hmm. And he talked about Donald Trump, and he he was really telling some truth. He said, Donald Trump is an honest liar. And he said, what I mean is, he was debating Hillary Clinton, and he said, the system is rigged. And he said, how do you know the system is rigged? He says, because I take advantage of it. I play and, it, bro. <laughs> and, and Dave Chappelle said, you know, to millions and millions of Americans, they were astounded. They said, this guy just really told it how it is. And he's the first, maybe only person, you know, from that class that will speak this truth. And, and so, um, you know, he had their support from then. Yeah. And I think the mistake, well, God, we could go on and on and on. This is a lot has happened since that first happened and to now. But I think the right wing's biggest mistake uh, through this all, you know, whole kind of, uh, I don't know, like four to six year period. Um, was embracing uh, impossible lies when the truth of everything was completely right in front of your face. For example. So obvious. Yeah. Like, for example, um, you know, I, I could talk all day about, like, you know, the deep conspiracies of, like, QAnon and, the, you know, the the pedophile, like, adrenochrome state and crazy shit. 
crazy shit, crazy shit, like with, that you know, like oh, like to actually pull off a uh, you know an actual conspiracy takes a lot of shut mouths. Uh huh. <laughs> and shut mouths are really hard to come by among uh, humans. Yeah, yeah, it's almost impossible. But if you look at the people who have uh, contributed money to the political sphere and have run things in America for uh, you could probably go back to like the beginning of the 1800s like the you know kind of same interests and families and bloodlines and blah 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 yeah it's like right out in the open mega rich people have been uh, running the show uh, fixing the politics uh, it's not a conspiracy you don't have to go to a pizza place uh, to, to find Nancy Pelosi like uh, you know chortling the universe or uh channeling the universe through her vagina <laughs> or, 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 or uh, some like crazy ass the, shit. Uh, the founding fathers there was there was um the federalist party and there was three uh main guys there and uh, one i think was madison and uh madison I can paraphrase him. I can't remember the exact quote, but it'll be close. He said, the rich own this country. They should run it. So there's your pretty much open admission right there. What was he? The second president. And uh, uh, he was also the leader of the party that, you know, made sure they did run it. Um, Hamilton. Madison and Jay, I think, were the... And Hamilton was totally about making sure that the New York banks, you know, reaped the rewards of the American Revolution. Yeah, so... Yeah, it was an interesting week. It was good to see... Uh, you know, I don't think it's like... American politics, it, it could all flip in six months. <laughs> You know, and uh, we could see like some kind of, you know, new environment that completely didn't exist uh, today, just based on world events. Um, Change is uh, accelerating. We are chortling through the universe on a ball <laughs> of life. Who would have thunk it? How did I get here? <laughs> what is going on? Um. But yeah, I, the uh, I found the results in Arizona like to be probably the the most promising. Uh, it looks like that governor candidate. Did you Harry follow Lane? her, man? Yeah, man. She's like oh she, she's mega evil. She's like one twisted bitch. And well, then she's because the, here's why, and there's here's you know why, why I think the. Uh, the GOP, the only reason I think they have any kind of shot nowadays, just like when you just look at the demographics and what, uh, you know, people generally believe in America, is through that they're better at show business. And, uh, yeah. and yes, she's a show business pro. Yes, she is. You know, she's Some done it for years and years. She's right. been a uh, an anchor person. She knows how to talk on camera, how to talk convincingly, how to talk in a rhythmic manner, which most people don't realize that's going on something that's really, really used to help fool us. We are creatures of rhythm, right? That's how an orator works, people. 
Yes. Uh, Carrie Lake in Arizona, Tudor Dixon in Michigan. Again, an accomplished uh, pro in front of the camera. And uh, she didn't beat Gretchen Whitmer, but it wasn't by a whole lot that Gretchen Whitmer prevailed. Of course, it helped that, you know, the governor before Gretchen Whitner, Whitmer, uh, Rick Schneider, the the businessman, he poisoned the whole city of Flint and got away with it. I don't think yeah. people in Michigan have forgotten that yet. I hope not. Yeah, I hope not, too. That rat bastard Schneider walked away. Never charged, but the feature of his whole administration here was, uh, oh, the the Democratic uh, minority cities cannot run themselves, so we need emergency managers, and uh, and people bought it. Mm-hmm. Manage you right down the drain, bro. <laughs> Manage all the contracts for my buddies. Still there? Hey, Dave. I'm back. I'm here. I can hear you. All right. Yep. I think uh, my buddy needs some uh, computer repair or yeah. some kind of some kind of computer IT services. So he's going to come by about three thirty this afternoon. All right. So yeah, we we're talking about Rick Schneider. Whatever happened to that mayor? What was that guy's name? Kwame. A Kwame Kilpatrick got out of prison. Yeah. How long has he been out of prison for? Uh, he got out sometime, uh, maybe about four years ago. And I think he, well, I know he became a preacher. I think he may have gone to Texas. Oh, okay. And, you know, he's, uh, he's done with politics, he says, but he's found Jesus. Oh, on his way to a mega church, baby. I on his way to now. a mega church. Yeah, he's probably he's need, needs got, a manager. Uh, Maybe I need to contact him. Like that would like, be good. Kwame, I can uh, I can do your commercials, your PR. We're gonna make you a star, buddy. <laughs> y'all's boy. Don't let them railroad y'all's boy. <laughs> oh yeah, wasn't he like just like. Uh, Stealing everything in sight from the city of Detroit. What was exactly Him that? Him and his pal Bobby Ferguson just completely ran Detroit into the ground. I'm looking back in it now, thinking he really did a favor for Detroit because he created a a wasteland uh, that then uh, big money moved into. Dan Gilbert mm-hmm. bought up all this distressed property in Detroit, set up a network of cameras, and um, moved all these millennials downtown and set them up in houses. Uh, he, he ran a mortgage company. So he had them working for him downtown selling mortgages and he fixed them up with houses. And um, it, it really, it created this rebirth in Detroit and maybe it wouldn't have happened or it wouldn't have happened when it did, except for the efforts of Kwame Kilpatrick and Bobby Ferguson to uh, loot and pillage what was left of the poor old country. <laughs> I mean, they poured millions into the zoo on Belle Isle and and then uh, announced it was closing because n- none of the money had actually been spent on, on the zoo. 
Yeah, they we had that some all over Detroit. Yeah, the, the, the Detroit scandals are uh, were larger in scale than the Dayton scandals. We had the last one we had. We had a, a, a commissioner, Joey Williams. He got uh, pretty lame. Uh, some guy, he, he basically got like half off on some guy's work for putting a deck into his house for like he gave him dibs on like city contracts for you know construction or something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, nothing, on, nothing on the scale of, of Kwame, you know. Right. It was, yeah, it was like a, it was like a commoner scandal. Uh, and he did, I think he did like three months in prison. And now he's like a, he's a restaurateur now, which is a perfect, okay. another perfect transition. Maybe that's yeah. a good, that'd be a good like uh, subject. Would be like great transition careers for uh, people getting out of prison. After Number one would be, pre- I think, preacher would be the best. Preacher's right up there. I, I like your idea. You should contact Kwame and see if there's not some services you could provide him. Yeah. PR. Yeah. yeah. Advertising, marketing, merchandising. Yeah, we could take Kwame to the top again. Yes. Yes. But, yeah, he can he can like pillage pillage and loot Texas now. That uh, Greg Abbott, <laughs> pot, like Greg Abbott, yeah, he's picking the pockets of his credulous dupe uh, uh, congregation. Uh, then there's Fat Leonard. I was just telling Kathy about Fat Leonard and playing her a video. So Fat Leonard corrupted the entire uh, uh, upper echelons, the hierarchy of the United States Pacific Fleet. The United States Navy is totally corrupt, and Fat Leonard is is the biggest scandal in the United States military history, and nobody knows about it. But it, it went on for like over 20 years. He was overcharging the Navy to provide every kind of service that a ship needs when it's deployed in the far reaches of the Pacific. Mm-hmm. He co-opted everybody so that he had top secret information about where the ships were scheduled to go, and he got this by deploying an elite team of whores who showed up at every port the, the flagship was going to and serviced the, the entire uh, commanding echelon of the United States Pacific Fleet. Then, after it all came crashing down, he was on house arrest in San Diego. And the day he was scheduled to be sentenced, he was gone to Venezuela because they allowed him to hire his own guards to guard his house to make sure he stayed on house arrest. And he told the guards to take a week off while he had six moving vans packing up all his loot. And I believe he's in Venezuela now fighting extradition or else he's been extradited back. Anyway, the biggest scandal in the United States military history and nobody even knows about it, Fat Leonard. Fat Leonard, folks. Look, Google Fat Leonard. <laughs> yeah, the biggest, pound the biggest, yeah, the biggest scandal. That's hard to beat. You know, the biggest scandal. But overcharged uh, the Navy hundreds of millions of dollars for the ship services. But worse than that, and he not only corrupted the 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 hierarchy of the United States Navy and the Pacific Fleet. He corrupted the investigators that should have shut the thing down so that it could go on for another 15, 20 years. Everybody's got a price, man. 
that's, that's right out of Fat Leonard's mouth. Yeah. Everybody's they all have got needs. A, everybody's <laughs> got needs. Everybody's got a price. You know, uh, if we're all honest to ourselves, if we had the chance to sell out and get the cabin in the woods and uh, a bank account that's never going to go dry, how many of us would take it? And for what price? You know, yep. would you uh, would you be a, a, a hypocritical, scandalous megachurch preacher? Would uh, <laughs> a politician? Would you uh, would you actually commit physical crimes like uh, possibly? Uh, uh, I don't know, breaking into breaking into a bank safe. Um, I think I, I think well, I guess you know I guess the chance of trouble goes you know. I guess the uh, percentage of people who would do something like that goes down with chance of trouble. I think the line from the movie is criminality is just the left hand of human endeavor. Yeah. And there's a uh, fine line between criminals and the people who enforce the law against them. Um, Mick Jagger said it uh, just as every cop is a criminal and all the sinners saints. But, you know, I, I, I don't really necessarily believe that all the sinners are saints. Nor, nor that's a wi- are that's a wide that's a Yeah, that's a wide stretch by Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, and, like, one of the... Uh, it, that's It's kind of one of the uh, biggest problems, I think, that we've seen uh, bubble up to the surface here in this country over the last 20 years is the emergence of black and white thinking. You know? Yes. Black and white, all or none. You know, all of the sinners are not saints. I can tell you that. I'm a lot of sinners are not anything but a saint. Um, Every American needs. I've met, yeah, I've known cops that are criminals, um, but I don't think every single one of them is. uh, The rule of law is important to all of us, whether we realize it or not. And every American ought to know why they support the rule of law. And some people think, oh, I'd like to live in a Mad Max world. I'll wear a loincloth and slit throats for fuel. But really, you don't want to. Because in a Mad Max world, it's the rich and powerful that are preying on everybody else. And we're, you know, many times way too close to that already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, with our luck, you know, Every in a Mad Max world will just be manipulated by uh, matter maxes to, uh, you know, sling arrows at each other. The rugged individualist, the little guy, will get squashed flatter than a bug. (laughs) The the you know the biggest criminal gangs will rule, and uh, there won't be any law. it's uh, might makes right then it's the law of the jungle it's the strong take the weak Mm -hmm. and if you're the strong okay well try not to get old (laughs) yeah it's like I always said man like being a tough guy it's got one big downfall to it (laughs) is that there's always another motherfucker is tougher than you yep always ask Mike Tyson (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, he was the baddest man on the planet. 
Someone came along, whooped his ass. It was bad. Got to sleep just... sometimes. Yeah, you got to sleep. Get you got to rest. You got a vacation. You're gonna get old. And uh, as the older you get, uh, I don't know about you, but like the more ridiculous everything becomes. I saw a uh, meme last week where uh, Hunter S. Thompson and Muhammad Ali were hanging out, and I don't know if this quote was actually uttered by Ali, but he was like, you know, the world is a uh, really hilarious you know the um the reality of the, the something to the effect of uh you know the reality of the world is is what the most hilarious thing is here on planet earth just you know all of our little preconceptions our human constructs of how we operate our rituals it's just all shit that's fucking made up all our little uh our little titles our level it's all just shit that's made up it's all like that's so true it's it's just monkey man makeup <laughs> just just about everything i mean there's some stuff that's uh it comes down to it we're just bipedal primates squabbling over the best food the most desirable mates and the most desirable nesting spot and and like even then like the most desirable mates that can be um completely manipulated uh through uh, social conditioning you know, if we if we went into socially conditioning every young boy to think that like a uh, very overweight, uh, uh, acne-ridden, uh, <laughs> um, many teeth missing, or I, I you know, not that uh, anything you can, you wrong can with set anything up is your ideal of beauty. You're saying yes, and teach uh, with and, enough conditioning, enough conditioning, and they will you know people will gravitate towards that i mean look at the uh over in africa where the uh the women make their necks like 20 20 inches tall long. keep putting more rings in that yeah and, and like and the, yeah and the whole the one who has the most rings is like the most sought after like the best deep throat <laughs> perhaps but i'm looking at that and it's like not doing anything for me like i'm not like like oh vision of beauty a woman whose neck has been elongated to 14 inches thank you yeah it could never take those rings off because her neck would just die. like yeah um i think it's fascinating but uh not like Oh baby, that is that is what I need, girl. No, <laughs> nothing like that. But you know, you do you. Um, <laughs> to each his own. To each this his own. You do idea. you. You this know, the eye of the beholder. Exactly. So yeah, I think uh, that the standards of beauty can change easily. Everything can change, and it will, and it does, and it. Uh, Goes up in a uh, roller coaster fashion around hills and curves and does loop de loops. We're stuck in a loop always. If it's not the loop we're in now, next week it'll be a different loop we're in. Like you were oh, saying yeah. about the election. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, uh, it's going to be very interesting going forward politically and culturally in America. But I think America's like kind of taken like a, little bit of sigh of relief but who knows how long that'll last because there's a lot of people in america who are just like 
you know. I hate about 60, 50% of Americans. And personally, I ain't got time, you know, for spending the emotional energy that it needs to to hate on people. I mean, yeah, there are pe- there's yeah. people I, su- I severely dislike. I just don't interact with them. You know, some of them are some of them are close to me, like in uh, <laughs> blood and lineage. But uh, you know, if uh, you're not a kind person and not respectful and all those good things, I'm like, I'm cutting you out and uh, wishing you well. Yep. Maybe you'll learn. Maybe <laughs> life's life's for learning. If you come around and say, "Hey, I was really wrong in uh, treating people on the bad." I will be, I would gladly be like, I am glad you have seen your ways. And I hope anyone else is the same for me, you know, if uh, they're receptive. And that We're all here to grow. We are. we know it or not. We are all here to grow. And uh, I think that's one of the, the, uh, the coolest things about getting older. Not that I'm uh, at uh, Ted Williams cryogenically, uh, preserved skull stage quite yet in my aging process but um i just don't give a shit about most stuff anymore (laughs) and therefore like any kind of stress that would uh be involved in giving a shit about that thing doesn't exist yeah it's a better place to be maybe than when we were angry young men yeah i mean there are a lot of things that uh, I'm like, just I'm more like things that I may have like uh, been uh, driven to hate or be like kind of rageful against. I'm just more like just overall disappointed in, the, <laughs> in them or that now, as opposed to like, uh, you know, like this shit needs to be changed. Yeah, of course it does. Um, and it will always need to be changed because we're <laughs> We're in a loop. Ah, I forgot. Ah, yeah, so yeah, the weather is uh, finally cooling down here. The fall was yes. uh, was very nice. I would say it was too dry, but we got uh, we're just getting a bunch we're of rain down here. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we got some snow down here. Yesterday we got about an inch of snow here in Dayton. Um, the Mississippi River was drying up. I was thinking that you know could have really been an economic calamity for the United States, but uh, if we start getting some snow, start getting some precipitation, uh, maybe the Mississippi River won't go completely dry. We can keep moving barge traffic up and down it. Yeah. um, It's supposedly, it's going to be filling up here pretty soon. Everyone's thinking it's going to be filling up from the uh, forecast over the next month. But, yeah. That's uh, that's those are the real things we need to start worrying about. Like when the Mississippi River's drying up, and like all the country's leaders are talking about like some dude in Baltimore who dresses a woman want to use the woman bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I guess that's like an issue to some people, but. We care about the river drying up a whole lot more. <laughs> river drying up is gonna gonna be a whole lot more impact. Yeah, like 
I mean, nothing against like anyone, uh, you know, LGBT, whatever. You know, I, I'm for all people, but like, let's all like get like a, a grip on like what's really important and shit that affects like every single person. I think we should start there. Like the weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the, like, we all have to live with that, right? We, let's talk about the weather. Anybody <laughs> all torqued up over gay people, LGBT? BTQ people has maybe got some uh, unresolved issues of their own. And uh, either yeah. that trying to roll suckers who, who have issues of their own. Yeah, I think it's the, uh, the old P.T. Barnum. There's a sucker born every minute. And uh, there's always going to be uh, sucker collectors out there. Yeah. Always has been, always will be. There's a lot of money in sucker collecting. And uh, a lot less work too, <laughs> you know. Because if you can get, if you can sucker people who like, you know, but, and that's a reason why like Republicans gravitate towards uh, um, religious people because religious people will accept things on faith without any evidence, you know. Um, plenty of credulous dupes, yeah. And I'm not saying every one of them are, you know. No, not all of them. Uh, I'm down with the. I'm down with, I'm with. I'm down with the Jesus, like the peace Jesus. It's a that. fertile field, though. If you're looking for uh, suckers to roll, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, get you a little bit of show business. And uh, once you learn to start talking in that four-four time, brothers and sister, you're gonna make a dime. Hallelujah! Thine the glory. Rhythm, cadence. <laughs> Yes. As a matter of fact, I, I have done some uh, coaching and consulting to people over the last couple of years um, who wanted to get better at um, presenting and uh, speaking in public. And the first thing I told them was like, start speaking. You're, like, if you have a speech to do, start practicing that with a metronome. Nice. And they're like, what? Well, yeah, start practicing your speeches to a metronome and get it on four or four time. Because if you watch like any great preacher, politician, orator of any kind, their speech is going to be on a rhythmic pattern because we're, we're rhythmic. We're little rhythmic monkey people <laughs> who love to bang on drums and dance in the forest um, <laughs> naked and drink fermented uh fermented fruit from gourds and get drunk <laughs> and that's really what we should be doing with most of our time <laughs> uh, true words never spoken yeah I watched this uh, I forget it was some kind of documentary a few years ago and it was uh, some like tribe in Africa and like of course like the western uh, hosts looked down on it but basically like all they did was get drunk all day and then one of them would go kill a goat and then they, uh, you know, roast the goat for dinner and rinse and repeat and do the same exact fucking thing the next day. And I was, instead of like, you know, they were like, oh, they're you know, ensconced in drunkenness. Oh well, yeah, alcoholism's got problems, but like. These guys aren't working jobs and they're just partying all day and then like going and harvesting a goat. 
Where do I sign up? <laughs> Eat, sleep, and live off the fat of the land. Yeah, and like it was funny too because like some of them were like, well, just had a couple drinks, and like there was like, you know, most of them had like you know a moderate amount, and then there was like a one percent that was like, you know, I'm passed out. Um, kind of like all populations. But uh, yeah, it looked uh, it looked better than working forty a week uh, Monday through Friday. <laughs> just, just saying. We maybe want to consider that, like, becoming a land of uh, fermented gourd drinkers and goat slaughterers. That's probably where we all came from. I'm telling you, that's we're all from there. We're all Africans first. So, yeah, I mean, we're all we're all doing that all the time, and we were good with it. I'm with Somebody it. had to come along and invent the time clock. Yes, sir. Well, hey, we got like. Uh, little time left on this thing so this this half hour always goes like five minutes oh i'm so glad that we got back to it it's been good yeah. today yeah very uh, you know it's very therapeutic to talk it's, talking with like minds is therapeutic yeah you know we're always free-ranging discussion yes sir yes sir well i am gonna get going here um and then we're going to meet back next week. And I hope everything's going well for you and the fam and the, the business. Everything's going well down here. We're, uh, you know, we're alive. We're working. We're eating. We can afford soap. Yes. <laughs> Could be a lot worse. Uh, my best to the family. I hope you have a great week. And I look forward to talking with you next time. All right. You have a great one, man. It's good to talk to you. Okay, Doc. We'll see you, Doc. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.